Good morning, Cam. Hail and well met, Mitchell. I have no idea what you just said. I said hail and well met. Ah, very good. <laughs> I don't have anything for that. <laughs> that sounds very nice. Um, <clears throat> anyway, pretty big deal last night. Yeah, what was that? Um, on AEW Rampage last night, and I'm just going to warn the listeners. Uh, I will, uh, I will make sure that I chapter the show. So if you don't want to hear the wrestling talk, uh, but there's going to be a bit of wrestling talk today. But uh, CM Punk returned to AEW last night in Chicago. Oh, did he? Mm. It was pretty exciting. <laughs> I saw grown men crying. <laughs> seriously seriously <laughs> it's still real to me i should grab a a uh, screen grab of it but yeah there was this dude he had his mask down underneath his mouth and the tears were rolling down his cheeks well yikes i will tell you uh that cm punk was was kind of the guy that uh to me in wwe um broke through uh something that that prior to that um let's put it this way vince really likes his big guys Mm -hmm. and so you know a lot of times in the wwe whether it was raw or smackdown it was just a bunch of big guys and there there was not a lot of uh there weren't very many little guys uh in in wrestling and I think CM Punk kind of started that trend of guys that were just really talented and really good at what they did and good talkers that uh, opened it up for a lot of guys that, that are in uh, WWE now, like uh, your Finn Balors and um, like a Ricochet or, or something like that, that they're smaller guys that are really talented, but uh, Ricochet is no good on the mic, but that's fine. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to talk. <laughs> he does his talking in the ring. But uh, but guys like that, you know, um, the smaller Daniel guys. Bryan. That, Daniel Bryan's a good good example, actually, actually very good. Because I don't know that they pulled a lot of guys from the indies before that. And uh, CM Punk was one of the first like big indie stars that came up. So and such a so good on the mic, like such a he could be such a jerk, and you loved him for it. It was it's good. So really excited to have him back. Uh, he gave everybody ice cream bars last night, which was kind of interesting and fun. I'll tell you, I haven't watched the whole episode, uh, SmackDown or Rampage from last night yet. I haven't had time. But uh, so what we do talk about with SummerSlam today or, or anything, I'm not, I didn't finish watching the episode. That came to bite me a couple of weeks ago when we talked about uh, Finn Balor coming to Summer or coming to SmackDown. And I said that he didn't get a chance to talk at all well he talked at the end of that episode but i hadn't seen it yet so so if there's any fact checkers out there that was yeah that was a <laughs> bit of a gaff but didn't figure it really bared mentioning but i just thought of it so i mentioned it fair enough cm i missed his whole career he has been gone from wrestling for seven years and if you, I don't know the whole story. I know that there was something about his health that WWE wasn't, wasn't recognizing that there was a health issue and there was a lawsuit and there was a bunch of stuff that happened with WWE. So I'm glad that he's got an opportunity to come back. Um, I haven't been a huge fan of AEW. I've watched it a little bit recently. And now that he's, he's, uh, 
made his comeback on AEW, I might end up watching that more. Which is the whole reason they signed it. Oh, 100%. I I really think that they need to cut down their roster, though, because they've got, they're just, they're bleeding people right now. Well, it's funny because that's what WWE's been doing for the last three months is cutting, and AEW can't help themselves and they just pick everybody up. Yeah. But I think they're going to have some, they they could possibly have some financial issues as as a business. I know they're backed by a, a millionaire, but it's, uh, you know, I think they're they're going to be bleeding here pretty soon if uh, they don't start making some good uh, business decisions. On top of that, they they allow they did something similar to what Ring of Honor did, but only like crazier. They're allowing all these other promotions belts to be on the broadcast. <clears throat> so like the elite came out a couple weeks ago and it's it seemed like everybody had a belt mm-hmm. and and only like two or three of them were from uh from the actual AEW promotion. Yeah, no, they're they're leaning heavy into the we love indie wrestling. So they've got Impact titles, NWA titles, and that's I mean, so Christian won the uh, uh, Impact and TNA titles off of Kenny Omega. And he went to Impact and retired the TNA title and now it's just the Impact World Heavyweight title. So he's over in Impact now, but he'll still be on AEW. It's uh it's they're bringing back the old school way of doing wrestling, apparently. It's really weird and confusing, though. <laughs> well, that's because WWE broke the mold. Yeah. And that's what we're used to. And they are really faction heavy, which is another thing that I, I kind of have issue with with AEW. It seems like everybody's a part of a huge faction. So but it is what it is. They haven't brought the NWO back, so. I think I wanted that in WWE at one point. And then now I'm seeing why they didn't do it. Because it's just, it seems like it's like this team against this team against this team against this team. And it's just. Yeah. What faction in AEW that makes me laugh out loud every time I see them is the Dark Order. Because it doesn't make the main guy's name is Evil Uno. Are you Mm -hmm. kidding me? Yeah. You're a grown man. And you wear a suit and a mask and you're real chubby and your name is Evil Uno and I'm supposed to take you in the Dark Order seriously? And he's like the only one that looks remotely dark. I know. It, it, mm-hmm. the, none of it makes any sense. It's in like, I, I don't, I don't under, like granted, I watched like four episodes of AEW in the last two years. So, yeah. but hangman, like, hangman Adam Page, the cowboy is part mm-hmm. of the Dark Order. Now he, he is now? <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, pretty gosh. sure that's <laughs> it doesn't make it's it's like it's laughably bad Mm -hmm. what i've seen now granted like i said i've only seen like four episodes but of the four times that i've dark order i've seen i have laughed out loud at them not with them at them oh no this is a bunch of grown men that look so stupid and they're like it's just everything about it is bad Mm -hmm. and not not bad in like a haha funny way like bad in a cringe i'm sorry for you and your family's sort of way I, I will say that there there are light spots in it, and there there there's good stuff. Um, I love what they're doing with, like, say, Darby Allen and a few others. That you know, you these are guys that would never get a chance in WWE, but they're super talented and a lot of fun to watch. So, so anyway, enough of that. We'll get back to we'll talk about SummerSlam <laughs> a little bit later. 
but but we have a weird issue with SummerSlam because the show is on tonight and I don't intend to release this episode until tomorrow. So <laughs> we'll talk about it. And well, give our that's opinions, WWE's but. fault for doing a pay-per-view on a Saturday night. What's that it is about? weird. Yeah. But but it won't be like a I've often wanted to do like a prediction show. Well, I wonder if then, the Raiders I wonder if the Raiders have a home game tomorrow, and that's why preseason NFL maybe. stuff. But I wanted to do a prediction show. I always thought uh, you and I met through the Ring Post podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, R.I.P. You're right. <laughs> and I thought that that would be a really cool opportunity to do like a because uh, we used to do used to do like a pick 'em in the our Slack channel there, and I thought it'd be really cool to actually turn that into a podcast, have a few of the guys on, you know, talk about what our predictions are, why we're predicting it. We can, everybody can make fun of me because I make bad predictions, um, stuff like that. And still do that, you know, it would just be fun. And, and then we could do a results show not long after the, the, uh, the pay-per-view. And then we can just make fun of everybody for being wrong about stuff. So I, I thought that would be a fun show to do, but. Um, time is an issue too. Adorable that you think I'm going to be wrong in my predictions. <laughs> I didn't say you were going to be wrong. I probably would be more <laughs> wrong than you would be. I I overthink everything. Although right before the pandemic, I was poised to take the uh, the year for. I think Henry pulled ahead of me, but I had I had uh, WrestleMania yet mm. to uh, to beat him, and <clears throat> there was a chance, but. Anyway, WrestleMania is a hard one to predict because it's a, almost like a season ender. So it can go just about any way. But all right, man. Well, iOS 15, we'll get to, to a little bit to our tech talk uh, for today. Do you have any follow up for iOS 15? I've got a couple of things to say, but nothing huge. Um, I think it's funny that Safari looks more like old Safari now, which is quite funny to me. So, I mean, it's nice because you have your, your tab view buttons, your, you know, your favorites and bookmarks button is back. Your share button, your navigation buttons are all right there. And the only difference now is that the, the uh, URL bars at the bottom, which I've actually gotten used to. So I kind of like how it is now. I will say that I do. I really like this version of it. I like that they brought the, the, uh, the UI to the bottom of the screen. I didn't like how they had implemented it originally, but now that it's set up the way it is, I, this is a way that I would use it. I wouldn't mm-hmm. go back to using it the old way because I use uh, the, I've got the 11 Pro Max. And for me to have to go to the top of the screen is readjusting my hand on the device to tap the top of the screen, then readjusting my hand to get back down to the bottom. And it's just, it's a big phone. I like it big, but but it's stuff like that that if I'm not using two hands, if I'm only using one hand, it becomes cumbersome to to navigate. So yeah. So I like that. Um, one issue that I am having is um, HomeKit related. Um, my uh, my HomePods and my shortcuts on my phone are um, what's the word? terrible right now and i'm not sure what that's about uh specifically with controlling um lights in my house so i will say you know in my case hey australian guy in this cute little white speaker um 
turn on my bedroom light. Siri will either not even acknowledge that I've said something or will say, sorry, there's an invalid parameter in your shortcut or will say the bedroom light's not responding or of all the smart lights that I have in my living room, they'll all turn on. But then Siri will say that like three of them are not responding. I'm like, well, they're on. So they did respond and you're just dumb. Um, but then like I'll open the HomeKit app and it will say updating all the lights and then some of them will update with no response and then but it takes like a legit like 15 seconds for them to update and then it says no response but it did respond because it's on so I don't know what's going on all of my home pods mini ones <clears throat> all two of them are up to date there's no there's no software updates there all of my light bulbs there's no firmware updates so uh I don't know the only thing I can think of is that since I'm running the beta on my phone, it's causing issues in the HomeKit app on my phone, but my HomeKit hub is not my phone. It's my Apple TV, which is also up to date and not on any betas. So I, I, I genuinely am very confused. Yeah. I had a couple of those things I've had in the past too, but um but the echo does that too to me sometimes or you know I, i'll ask it to turn off the living room light and say oh i can't i can't do that and then the lights turn off so <laughs> it's very like some worked so and anyway so not really a lot to talk about the the safari definitely is a huge improvement over where it started so i'm i'm happy with that they could leave it the way it is right now and i would be pretty pretty happy so and to note, there is a way to switch it back to the old style too. So that's something that they added in the latest beta. So if you don't, you don't like the the address bar at the bottom, you don't have to have it at the bottom. It can be back at the top. So, all right, another toggle to, in the settings app. <laughs> oh man, that settings app. It's funny, it's, it's funny to me sometimes when I, uh, I'm using one of my devices and I look at it and say, okay, I need it to do this right now. Why is, why does it not work? And I'll go into the settings app and I can't find anything to do this. I'll do a web search, nothing. It, it won't do it. But then you've got a toggle to switch it back to the old style of Safari. And it's just, it, it kind of surprises me the things that, it, that you can change the settings on and the things that you can't. You know, so if I only worked at Apple. So we are moving into crazy season for Apple. Yes. Starting probably next month. I haven't heard anything. I mean, there's always a chance that we could get something before the end of this month. But um, at this point, it's probably not likely. But uh, but early to mid-September, we should be expecting an iPhone uh, announcement. So do you have any feelings about that? Any predictions? Anything you want? Anything that I want. I mean, it's pretty obvious from the rumors that they're going to be improving the camera. Well, they do that every year, which is quite funny. And then I wonder what, like, because isn't it just the Pro that has the OLED screen on the 12? I think the 12, they push the OLED everywhere. I think it was the 11 that they didn't, that they, the OLED was only in the pro. Yeah. So I have an 11, just a normal 11, two cameras, you know, normal guy. So I'm up for um, a 13 or 12 S or whatever the heck they're going to call it. Um, 
So I would, I personally would appreciate, you know, I'll probably want to go with a pro this time. I don't, I doubt I'll do the max. Like this is already big enough. I don't even know how you handle a bigger phone than this, Mitch. I'm you got big like, hands. Well, yeah, mine aren't little <laughs> either, but like still, I like, I like being able to like hold my phone and not, you know, we'll come back to this in a minute. There's another reason why I don't want the bigger phone. Um, okay. But that was related to another potential product. So I, I actually like the normal, the, the 11, you know, the normal 11 size, not the max. But I would like to go to the pro to get um, the better camera. Um, and I would like the OLED display, um, which I don't have currently. Um, Face ID works great for me. Um, I, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, part of me even wonders, do I even need a new phone? Like, this 11 is still really, really good. Oh, my wife and I were just talking about that yesterday, that, uh, you know, Apple's going to have to do something that's going to woo me to buy this phone. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get something new, but... But that's the thing, right? Is like, we don't need a new phone my battery life is still incredible on this thing it's two years old <clears throat> so like this planned obsolescence thing that we all you know know is a real thing like i guess like would an oled screen be nice yeah do i need it absolutely not do i need a third camera on this phone no because if i'm going to take really like this is just for spur of the moment stuff otherwise i'm using my canon camera you know so i don't know i <laughs> I don't know what they would do that would cause me to want to. Well, I think that there's been talk about going to the ProMotion display. Um, I you're the only one of the two of us that has anything with a ProMotion display on it. I think your your iPad, oh, the iPad Pro, has a higher the higher frame rate on it. I don't know if it's even something you notice, but Mm-mm. no, no, it's. If my iPad, if I, if my iPad Pro has it, I don't notice it at all. Yeah. Oh, maybe my eyeballs are broken. That could always be too. I know it definitely feels like mine are, but I, you know, it's a hard decision for me too to figure out. I, they've, there's talk about an always-on display. Oh, you know, that's right. I had heard that rumor. I'd forgotten about it though. That would be. I don't know if I'd want that on a phone. <clears throat> You know, it, I guess it depends on how it's implemented. I would love to see complications come to the phone. And that might be something that they could drive with the always-on display. So you could just glance down at your phone and see the time. Like I have it sitting on my desk right now. I could glance over. I could see the time, what the weather is. Maybe there's a, a couple of complications that I could have on the main screen. Um, that it just make it a little bit, you know, just that much nicer. You know, just a nice added feature to it i wouldn't hate it you know i think i would have to break the the mental thing of the screens on and it can be interacted with you know just the idea that uh like if i put if i put a phone in my pocket and the screen is on it does stuff you know and i would have to break my mental um that mental conditioning that i have that if there's something on the screen it can be it can be manipulated or something can be done with it because I'm sure you won't be able to just touch it and get the weather or anything like that. It's just a static display. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so to speak, uh, technically not cause it would change, but 
but you couldn't manipulate it unless you unlock the phone. So I think that would be cool. I think the promotion display, if it is a, if it is an improvement, um, and, uh, always on display starts to get me there. I think the other argument that I had, uh, for updating this year would be just the, the trade in value on the phone on the current phone, because if you wait till next year, the trade in value, um, perceivably could go down significantly. So now you're paying more monthly for your, your phone, or you're paying more out of pocket for the phone than you would really be doing it this year. So, you know, you got to kind of weigh that too. Yeah. You're, you're right. I don't know. I guess we shall see in mere, mere weeks, Mitch, what Apple's going to do to try and get more of our money. Mm-hmm. Um, also rumored a new Apple watch. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the renders. I've heard it's like a flatter design. It's gonna, like a flat edge on it, more like the uh, the iPhone. I've, from what I've seen so far, I don't hate it. It does, it looks nice, but I'm I really am reserving judgment until I actually see it. Because I think a, a shiny, you know, like a gold or a silver on the edges could be, really be attractive looking in that design. Because it would it wouldn't look just like a little round chrome. It would actually look like a little mirror. I think it would, it would definitely change the perception of a uh, reflective um, finish there. So not that I would buy the stainless steel model or anything for that. Because <laughs> Mitch be rolling in it. I'm just telling you, I'm I'm due. Like my my Apple Watch has got gouges in it from work. So I am due for a new one. I am not. I have the series six, so I'm good. Yeah. And I wore, I wore the series zero, the original one literally until the screen popped off because the battery swelled. Yeah. So I will wear this one until a similar fate occurs. Yeah. I definitely like getting the, like the pulse oximeter sensor. I'm interested to see what they're going to have for the new sensors on the, the device. Um, there's some talk about a temperature sensor. Um, for sensing body temperature um there's always the uh a rumor that they're working on uh, being able to uh measure blood sugar how how i don't know but the but they're apparently you know there there are ways so it'd be interesting science I don't, I don't personally know, but yeah, it's, that's why I'm not building the iPhone or the Apple watch rather. Just waiting for the, uh, the day you die app, you know? Yeah. If you wear your Apple watch long enough, we can predict the day you will drop dead. <laughs> Sweet. Every morning you check smiley face. Not today. All right, let's go. <laughs> so just aside, have, have you, you have Amazon prime video, right? Yes. Have you seen the Chris Pratt movie that they just put up on there called The Future War or The Tomorrow yeah. War? Yeah, I watched it when it came out. Oh, that was good. Uh, was fun. I disagree. The first half of the movie was incredible. Or the first part of the movie was incredible. Mm-hmm. The back, the second part of the movie was... I, I like it. Not my favorite. It's, it's the... 
doesn't have to make sense summer romp style movie so i mean it was really well done don't get mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong like, it, it was shot well like it was incredibly well directed and produced but the storyline for me and i don't want to spoil anything but there's mm-hmm. a certain point in the in not quite the middle of the movie it's like two-thirds where something happens and the movie totally shifts in a different direction and that first part to me was like really good you're talking yeah. about the twist aren't you can you call it a twist when the, the character not when that's revealed but when mm-hmm. everything goes bad and then chris pratt goes back i'll just say that mm-hmm. okay he goes when he goes back that's when the movie goes downhill big time for me yeah they they just they really rushed all of that but for good reason because it could have been like a five-hour movie if they would have uh if they yeah. would have included any detail of that, but I just don't want to give any spoilers because it's worth a watch, especially because it's, yeah. you know, for free. Um, right. But yeah, it, it was just one of those like, man, this is really, really good. Oh, now this is not so good anymore, but I'm going to well, finish it because there's only 20 minutes. <laughs> what, uh, what made me, what made me think of it as your, is your, uh, the day you die app mm-hmm. um, because he knows when he's going to die after he goes forward. So that's kind of is interesting. So I'm not ruining anything by telling you that because, the, you know, that's not integral to the plot of the movie. It's just a no, just a I mean, it, it there's there's it's a motivating factor for the character. Yeah. Anyway, um, you think we'll see a new Apple TV? No. OK, they just released one, the 4K one. They released they released yeah. a new one. Oh, okay. last year, I think. Got Dolby Vision and supports Dolby Atmos and all that sort of stuff. All right, I concede. And it came with the new remote, remember? Ah, yes. Thank you. The remote. Yeah, they could have just updated the remote and that would have been fine. But actually, I think that I kind of feel like that's all they really did. Updated the remote. But um, there's there's some iPad rumors or something like that. Too. Yes, and this is why I don't want the bigger phone, Mitch. Oh, is it the iPad mini? Mini, yes, 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 yes. If it looks like the iPad Air, but comes in the mini factor, the form factor, I shall be purchasing one. It shall be my couch pad of glory. Are you giggling at me? I just think your couch pad idea is funny. It's not like my it. idea, CGP Grace. Hmm. No, I. Uh, He's like, why would you look on your phone when you can look on an iPad? Yeah. I think that's a great point, sir. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> it's like if you're on the couch and you have an iPad and you're looking on your phone, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> no, I. I made the. I may be updating my my iPad or in the next year or so. Just because I've I've be, become I've been using it a lot more lately, and the oldness of it is starting to show. So, which one do you have? I have the original iPad Pro, the nine point seven inch. Yeah, it's an oldie. It's an oldie but a goodie, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, collector's edition. <laughs> no, I. Uh, I went online to see what I would get for it if I traded it in. And I think Apple offered me like 10 bucks for it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I guess I'll hold on to that. But 
I I'm more tempted to actually swing towards a 12.9 inch. I use so, mine. They're so big. I use mine in uh dual screen a lot. Um, the two ways that I really use it the most is for doing, uh, doing Bible study. So I have Logos open on one side and craft open on the other. And I'm kind of just cutting and pasting things in for, you know, different notes and stuff like that. And then I use it at church for running the live stream. So I have, uh, the Streamlabs remote app on one side and I have Proclaim our, uh, our presentation software remote app on the other. And, uh, and then on, on the computer screen next to me, I have Streamlabs so I can monitor what's being broadcast, but that's how I run the live stream. So, and on this little 9.7 inch, it's a little tight. So the space is a little tight, but you're laughing at me. Um, No, I'm laughing because of, of course, Christian streaming software would be called something like Proclaim that's that's uh faith life's um i know it's just like it's so good too it's just funny to me like they just can't help themselves no yeah whatever it's good stuff so i was gonna try and look up and see what else is being rumored for the fall i mean people are obviously anxious for the next um m chip and then the revved macbook pro um and and you know um iMac or Mac Pro or Mac Mini Pro. So there's there's a bunch of rumors around that, but I mean September is usually the iPhone event with one or two add-ons, and I you know so there might be an October event as there has been in the past that's more focused on the other hardware. But if you want eyeballs, you you know you announce it in September with the iPhone. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rumor right now I think is that the MacBooks will be announced in October or November. It'll be a second event. So uh, quick aside, I, I, well, it's related. Anyways, I just got a new computer through work and I thought I was getting an Intel MacBook Pro to replace my god-awful Dell Windows machine. Mm-hmm. And they sent me the MacBook Pro with the M1 chip in it, which yeah. was a surprise. Um, and I was like, awesome, sweet. And I was also supposed to get a, a USB-C hub that was going to let me run my dual monitors that I have turns out M1 chip max can't support two monitors. Yep. They only support one, which I was one completely unaware of and two highly disappointed. in. <laughs> so my Dell can run three monitors, no sweat, but mm-hmm. my brand new MacBook pro can only support one external monitor. Are you kidding me? Why? It immediately removes pro from the name. There's no reason a pro computer should only be able to support one external monitor. It's ridiculous. I have three monitors on my wall in my church, in my office, the church. Now I can't use them. I can use one. So I was very happy to get a new MacBook Pro through work to get rid of my seemingly dinosaur, you know, PC. (laughs) Turns out new MacBook Pro is Bush League. Like I'm really annoyed. I'm sorry you're annoyed. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not a pro device. Then it it literally cannot be considered a pro device if it can't support multiple displays. I've been lied to, Mitchell. 
I I don't know how to help you. No, I didn't buy it for you. So I didn't I didn't buy it either. The company did, and I was told I was getting an Intel machine, which they still make and still sell. Mm-hmm. Do you think he, they would return it and get you the other one? Well, this has already been. I I put the request in two weeks ago. They had to order it from CDW and then set it up with the admin account. And then they sent it to FedEx. It sat in Texas for four days before it shipped. So it was supposed to show up on a Tuesday. Then it was supposed to show up on a Wednesday. And then it didn't show up till Thursday. And my company, I swear to you, only has one person in the IT department that can set Max up. Everybody else only sets up PCs. So the one person that can set the Max up was out of office Thursday and Friday. So I've had this computer sitting here for two days and I can't use it because they haven't put my, you know, corporate account on it. So I won't even get it set up until Monday. So it'll be two, it'll be 14 day process to get a computer set up. I I can't actually go through that again because I have assignments that are due on Friday that I need this computer. There's a whole reason I switched to the Mac was to be able to use some software to pull off some stuff that I couldn't do on the PC. Hmm. So I literally don't have time to do this again. Okay. So hopefully my frustration at such a silly situation that I shouldn't be so annoyed about is coming through, but I am very annoyed. Hmm. I'm sorry. If I, if I was closer to you, I'd come over and give you a hug. Hug Mitch on a computer that can run multiple monitors. Oh, and you'd have to, you have to settle for a hug. Like, am, am I, am I crazy for being mad about that? Um, so no, but when, when they came out, they did say that they could only run one monitor or one additional monitor. It could run two monitors total. Oh, I missed that. But, and I also didn't know I was getting an M1 machine. I was told I was getting an Intel. So, yeah. <sighs> whatever no i'll just you know let my monitor sit on the wall and do nothing anyways anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh what, what do you want to see in airpods that uh would uh get your attention i want i want airpods pro that have the original airpods interactivity mm. and i know i'm in the minority here i know and i don't care I want it the way that I want it because here's, I'll say it again. It makes no sense to me that you would have the AirPods that have the longer stem just be the tap version. And then you cut that stem in half and put a physical button where I have to like be precisely like, if you make them smaller, I should just have to tap on them. Like make it easier and more user-friendly. It drives me. And then the noise the button makes when you push it is awful. I hate it. I love my AirPods. I could not disagree with you more. You're allowed to be wrong, Mitch. It's totally fine. I love it so much, much better than the the old AirPods. Nope, you're wrong. Uh, the only the only issue I'm having right now is my stupid right, left AirPod is doing the buzzing thing, and because I already had the right one replaced, they want to charge me the cost of the AirPods to replace <laughs> the other one. <laughs> it still blows my mind. <laughs> but i gotta tell you i i sat down with that that song that um that we talked about a couple episodes back that boom mm. by uh tiesto and seven and put my 
AirPods Pro in, and dude, these AirPods Max are amazing. The Mac, the Max, Max. I thought I said Mac, Max. These things are just the base in these uh, compared to the. Uh, oh, they're just they're great. I like them a lot. I'm happy for you. No. I won't spend that much money. If I'm gonna spend that much money on headphones, they're gonna be custom molded in your monitors, and I'm gonna have to spend twice what you spend on those. So, you know, I, I you know I can understand why why people. I, it for me, these things are amazing. Like I I use them every day. I to throw them on. Uh, one one of the things I do is when I'm getting ready to go to work, I, I'm putting together my my meal and whatever i'll throw some music on in them and and run around and i've got the transparency mode on so i can hear the cats yelling at me because they want attention because they know i'm leaving for work and like i it's such an awesome experience like they sound so good and then like i went out to mow the lawn one day and it was cooler out i don't want them sweating these so but it was cooler out so i figured i'd get away with them and I put them in uh, active noise cancellation mode mm-hmm. and literally could hear nothing except what I, the podcast I was listening to. And it, it the noise cancellation in these is incredible. Like I've never owned anything with better noise cancellation. It, it, they're just, these things are a dream. I love them. So worth the $500. Hundred percent for me. That's might not be for everybody, but for me it was. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I mean, I just want them to fix the AirPods Pro. That's all. I did to me, and again, you know, I know we disagree on this, but I just feel like the AirPods Pro are just what they need to be. Like I don't, I don't know what they need to change outside of maybe fixing some issues like the buzzing in them, and hopefully they fix that in later uh, production runs. But um, beyond that, like I, you know, I don't know what I would want. Um, the new, uh, the there's new Beats um, uh, in ear headphones that i can't remember the name of off the top of my head but they're they're 150 and they do most everything that the airpods pro do mm-hmm. and like i'm i considered replacing my airpods pro with those you know they're small they're a little smaller they're a little more compact uh you know if there was anything that i would want different about the airpods pro is just to remove the stem and make it a little bit more in-ear Ultimately, what I want for in-ear headphones are headphones that are in my ear, not like sticking out and, you know, that they're in the ear canal with maybe a little, little um, plastic piece to pull them out. That's what I want. And so if I'm at work or if I want to listen to something in them, I, it doesn't look like I have headphones on, you know, if anything, it might look like I have a hearing aid in. That's what I want. But, so people, people think that you're just aloof and not listening to music <laughs> i don't need people to to know that i'm that i'm because there are times like during the day when i'm at work where i don't need to to be able to hear anything right now i put my bone conduction headphones on but they can kind of get in the way when i'm working and uh and now of course we have to wear masks now so the 
strap that comes down for my mask right here, you know, hits my, hits the bone conduction headphones and, you know, and I can hear everything just fine, you know, because they don't cover my ears. Um, but I'm able to listen to a baseball game or, you know, a podcast or something like that. I, I burned through like two podcasts uh, at work yesterday. It was great. You know, I just would like something that would hide away and wouldn't be an issue. But uh, the technology is not there to make them small enough yet, I don't think. So that's what I would want for AirPods. But I think we're probably about five, 10 years from anything close. Invisible AirPods. Invisible AirPods would be awesome. All right. Um, anything else that we that we could talk about is that we could see this fall? I think AirPods are definitely on the list of stuff. Um, there's still, I don't think we're going to see it this fall, but there's still the um, updates to the, the Mac Pro, like a mini Mac Pro. I don't, like I said, I don't think we'll see those this fall, but we shall see. I would love if they leaned into the iPhone 13. There's been folks that have been, uh, been proposing that, uh, they skip the 13 for superstitious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everyone on the 14th floor, you know, you're really on the 13th floor. Yeah. So dumb. But Mac Rumors has four sizes listed for the iPhone 13, uh, similar to the iPhone 12 lineup, a smaller notch, 120 hertz ProMotion display, camera improvements, A15 chip, 5G, fall launch, and yeah, nothing spectacular. 5G. Yep. 5G, 5G. New wallpapers. <laughs> Ooh, get me one. I love a nice wallpaper. Oh, I'm totally down for a wallpaper. All right. I know they've talked a little bit about I think they'll stick with lightning on this one, but they have talked about going to uh no a portless um or switching to USB C. What do you think about Touch ID in the screen? Android already has it. Hmm? Yeah. Don't, yeah Android phones already have it, so. Does it work that well, though? Because I, I heard that it didn't really work that well. I don't know. I only know one person that has it, and I haven't talked to him about it. Hmm. It would, I, you know, for some people, it probably wouldn't be terrible for them to have the option, but I I don't need it. So one terabyte of storage being the max option. All right. Store all your TikTok videos on your phone. I did recently uh, go, or I was taking some video uh, in Filmic Pro, and I got a pop-up that said, oh, by the way, you have two gigs left on your phone. Like, <laughs> I have a 256 gig phone. Like I've got plenty of storage. Like what the heck? Well, I'd forgotten that I had downloaded like the entire, <clears throat> the entire season of the office on my phone, which was like <laughs> 65, 65, 85 gigs or something like that. 
And then I had a couple other series that I had downloaded. I had downloaded a whole bunch of stuff to my phone for our trip to Florida. And then I totally forgot that it was on there. So. Oopsies. I do. I would upgrade to this phone for MagSafe. That's been something that I've been interested in because I would, uh, I would like having that capability of just being able to stick it to stuff. Like I would probably buy quite a few accessories, maybe not Federico level accessories, but <laughs> I would, uh, I would be down to buy um, some accessories for it so that I could just like put it up there. So right now I don't, I don't run like any kind of magnetic like car mount for it. Cause number one, I don't need it. I have CarPlay, but occasionally like I want to put it up there for some reason. And I can't really put anything on the back because it's got a wireless charging, you know, and I don't want to block the wireless charging. And that's another reason why I don't have any kind of like little loop on the back to hold the phone or I, I wouldn't use a pop socket, but something like a pop socket that, that I could use for holding the phone and maneuvering it one handed more easily. I used to have one of these little rings on the back of the phone where I could stick my finger through and, mm-hmm and uh, hold the phone and it, it made it easier to get around the screen better but but i can't do that because i need to be able to throw it on the charger at night and i don't want to have to take my case off every night for that so i think the magsafe would be a really nice convenience so i guess that makes me the old man of this group i still plug my phone in to charge it i have used uh wireless charging since It'll be the last phone. Um, 11, that would have been the, what, the 8? I think that's when they introduced the wireless charging. I got that uh, Mophie uh, wireless charger that they that they, ta- they talked about in the, um, the iPhone 8 and iPhone 10 um, presentation, the keynote. And so I, I bought that and I've been using that ever since. So nearly four years now that I've been using that. I like it a lot because I get home and I just drop it on the charger and good to go. Sits there overnight. Braver man than I am. It works. What? Why does it make me brave? I'm in the uh, same camp as Mike Hurley. Just it isn't natural. It's not right. Yeah, just waiting for something to explode. That's weird. <laughs> there was that whole air power thing that Apple had that vanished, that never got released because they couldn't stop it from overheating and catching fire. So I, it's never even been warm. You guys are crazy. Also, you can't use your device while it's wirelessly charging. So that's my that's my bigger reason. You use your device by picking it up, using it, and then putting it back down. It's not charging. I have a six foot. I have a six foot lightning cable that I can use. Dude, you do you need to charge it that often? No, I don't. But you put it on the charger when you go to bed at night, and you wake up the next morning, and it's got a full charge, and you use it all day. I know. Like if I've taken lots of photos and videos, and I'm sitting on the couch and not using my iPad like a dummy, I want to be able to charge my phone. Yeah, I've never needed to because, like, it's pretty rare to see my phone under fifty percent. So, oh, mine gets under 50 every day. I must use I got a bigger lot. battery in mine. That's true. Yeah. You don't got to brag about it. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, you don't have to have battery envy. Yeah, that's what it is. 
caught me. All right. Well, I don't know that there's a whole lot else to talk about. So one thing I did want to cover today, and this is, again, you can skip this chapter if you're not interested in listening to the wrestling talk, but SummerSlam is tonight. Mm, the graps. Yeah. Do you have do you have feelings about SummerSlam in general? I'm trying to think. Uh, if there's a match that I've been less interested in in my entire life than Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg, hundred percent, and it's probably the last match Goldberg was in was probably the one I had this much distaste for. I don't know I, why. It why. really bothers me. It really bothers me that uh, it seems like they do this for SummerSlam every year. Well, and WrestleMania, they always bring people back. Well, WrestleMania a little bit less so, I think, but. SummerSlam, it seems like they they do it. Don't get me wrong. I, I man, that look you just gave me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they they seem to do this at SummerSlam a lot, where they bring back some of the like golden oldies, mm-hmm. um, Hall of Famers, stuff like that. And to me, you hear the complaint all the time that these new guys get buried. But the new guys are the ones that are hungry, that are putting on good matches. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but the last time last time I saw Goldberg wrestle and he almost killed the Undertaker, I'm sorry, yeah. dude. He does he does not belong in a ring. Well, his last match was against McIntyre, right? But yeah, you're right. When he suplexed or whatever Undertaker, and it was like this close to like him not being okay. But he then- he uh he gave him the jackknife, I think, and and when he. When he turned, he didn't have him in the right position and and dropped him on his head. And it's it's like, yeah, it's terrible. Well, and it's not like Bobby Lashley's a small man. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, and there's been other guys that have wrestled that have that have been dangerous people to wrestle, you know, Mm -hmm. and a lot of them don't work for the WWE anymore. And so like how they, why they keep giving this to Goldberg. And I remember in the match with the undertaker Goldberg, in a like slammed his head into the ring post at one point. And like, he was punch drunk for the rest of the match. I think that was part of why he, he almost killed the undertaker as a, I'm sorry, but at some point, you know, if you can't pull off your moves, you need to call the match. I think that was, at the super showdown and in, in uh, Oh, in Saudi. Yeah, and Saudi, so yeah, Saudi Arabia. I don't. Mm. Know, I couldn't think of how to pronounce it, but I kind of feel the same way about the the Roman Reigns John Cena match. But I feel like it's had a little bit better build, infinitely better. Like Goldberg is garbage on the mat on the mic, and John Cena and Roman are both really good. My biggest problem with it is that they brought Balor into the mix. Mm-hmm. And then just dismissed them. And it's like, that was so tasteless the way that all went down. Well, it's because Balor's going to be Roman's next opponent. Well, and I don't have a problem with that, but it just, it literally was like, oh, step out of the way, son. I'm going to take this match. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, but it was really good usage of Baron Corbin. Like, yeah, I love poor crowdfunding Baron Corbin. <laughs> like I've never liked that. He's a very good wrestler. Uh, and I've never liked him. He's the type of person you enjoy not liking. Like he is, he's the classic heel of like, Oh, I really don't like you. And I really like not liking you. Um, but this version of him 
is so good. <laughs> I feel like I love it. It's amazing. So do you get the feeling you ever get the feeling like, oh man, just help the brother out? You know, and no, and I like love I love just hates yeah. him. <laughs> and so him coming into the ring and taking Balor out and you know, that was just such especially because he's not on the show. Like it was really like no one saw that coming. It was really good. And then of course yeah. Balor just owns him in the you know the payback match. But mm-hmm. I mean, I get what you're saying, you know, John Cena coming in and stealing something from a a regular guy. I get that. But I I thought it was a really clever use of Baron Corbin's desperate character and an opportunity mm-hmm. for Finn to squash somebody else. But yeah, he, yeah. I mean, if, if he's not next, then it makes no sense whatsoever. Right. But I get where you're coming from. There, there was just like the the indie side of wrestling that i could definitely look at it and say okay here's this you know established guy coming in here taking another opportunity away from somebody who's hungry and and is you know fighting to you know put food on his table or whatever and Mm. you know i can i can kind of see that point of view so so what 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 i'm really quick before we go go through the card is Mm -hmm. in in 12 years who are the big guys that are coming back like who's a big enough star now that if they came back in 12 years, like Cena has or Goldberg, that is going to draw Roman McIntyre, Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two I can think of. Yeah. I just don't, I don't buy Lashley at this point. No, I, I, like I just, I, I know he wants, I know what he wants, but I just don't, yeah, I just don't feel it. Like he's not, I don't see him as a hall of famer. You know, no. he's he's not that great on the mic. No, he's terrible. He's he's so unbelievable and not like unbelievable in a good way. Like, I don't believe anything you're saying. You have zero mm-hmm. charisma. That's why they brought MVP out of retirement to be your because that man can talk. Right. And you believe every single word he right. says. But Bobby Lashley is just like when they brought him back and tried to make him a baby face and ended like that sit down interview about him and his sisters. And it was just like, oh, my God this is like this is worse than jerry springer it's terrible he's he's a good wrestler i'll give him that he plays the big man role pretty well but ugh, so boring the fact that he's at the title this long is shocking to me so speaking of like bringing a manager in to talk for a guy what the what are they doing with um paul Heyman? paul Heyman. Like I just I feel like he's so wasted with uh with Roman because Roman can talk. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's the point. He's so he's so full of himself that he brings somebody in that he doesn't need to do half of the talking. So when he does talk, it's like, okay, now now the champ is in the room. Yeah. So it's just that. It's it's a person okay. who's rich and full of themselves who can do something but pawns it off on somebody else. And then when he does talk, it's like, oh, you know, oh, you know, it's like the parent equivalent of wait till your dad gets home. Oh, Roman's mm-hmm. talking. This is serious now, you yeah. know. Um, but you're right, Paul Heyman. Like they could have someone not as good as Paul Heyman in that same role. But the fact that he is that good, I think, further pushes the Roman is just an egomaniac. Okay, I buy that. plus that one time the first time that paul Heyman or Roman was talking and then they zoomed out and Heyman was next to him on the couch the reaction so good 
you want to run through the card yeah that's that's what i'm looking at right now so we hit the basically what they put in as the two big championship matches which will probably headline um yeah so who's winning reigns or cena because remember if cena wins he stands alone at the top of the mountain the 17 time I feel like that's why they Flair brought him just, back. And Ric Flair just left. Mm-hmm. And he showed up at Triple Mania in Andrade's corner in Mexico City. So here's the thing. I think when he came back, there was a pretty good likelihood that Roman was going to retain. I think with, I think there's a possibility because I do think that uh, Vince can be like this. That with... <laughs> with uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think I think there's a chance that uh, John Cena walks away with the title. I don't think he holds it very long. I think he he uh, he loses it pretty quick after that. But I think he leaves uh, leaves SummerSlam with the title. <clears throat> okay, I'll take Reigns. All right, all right. Well, uh, I I totally agree with except, you that it. I totally agree that that could happen. I think that they they just give uh, give Ric Flair the needle, and and let uh, John Cena surpass him. Yeah, and the thing is, like I'm about to say, would would they be that petty? Of course they would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is professional wrestling. It's professional. It's professional pettiness. That's all it is. But I just the storyline with Roman has been the storyline for the last year and a half, right? And would they could they recover from this by giving it to you? Absolutely, right? Uh, especially if Cena doesn't win quick, because all of his promos are like, all I have to, or doesn't win clean. All I have to do is one two three doesn't matter i just have to get you down so mm-hmm. do we see heel cena win this like there's just this is why mm-hmm. this is so much better than goldberg and lashley in every way yeah because we're here knowing that roman should win yeah but all of the things that cena brings to the table the the, the in like the never happening heel turn the, mm-hmm. the standing alone at the top like I know Roman should win this and I know I picked him, but like the more I think about it, I'm like, Oh, there's like 75 different angles this could take. And it would be really compelling. By the way, the, the, the one, two, three promo was, I think one of the best promos I've seen Cena do in a while. That was, that was good because he, he, he one, two, three became that was like all he had to say at the end of the, the promo. Mm-hmm. And it just. So yeah, the rumors I heard about that was that, they were so Roman and him were so intent on nailing that promo that they avoided each other backstage like before. Cause they didn't want to like, they wanted it to be hot. Like they wanted it and it worked so good. Like the Nikki Bella dag, or, you know, like, I was yeah, like oh, oh boy, they're was really, they're going for this one. Aren't they <laughs> Lady, referring yep. to John Cena as the missionary position? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, Roman's usually not one to take cheap shots, but he took multiple cheap shots. In oh, that he, one, yeah, he, he which, let him and, have it. Well, in and, and the previous run they did, Cena was calling, was doing all the basic stuff, uh, taking all the cheap shots on Roman and telling Roman that he, or all the arguments you're making, I've heard from everybody else. And this time, Roman said to Cena, you're making the same old argument, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. there's just the history in the promo is so good, too. Yeah. So I'm still picking Reigns, but my goodness, there if Cena wins, there could be some. That'd be crazy. Yeah. So Lashley Goldberg. I don't care. I I'm only CBS Sports. Uh that's where what I'm look where I'm looking at the card. 
they picked Goldberg. So I didn't read, didn't read the reasoning why they've got it all listed here. But um, for me, like, it seems like every time Goldberg comes back, he wins the title and then he loses it not long after. It's almost like they're trying to build up the number of times he's won the title uh, and which is silly, but, uh, but he comes back, holds it, drops it and disappears again for a while. And I, I think that that's plausible. Um, the only reason for Lashley to win at this point, I think, is to build Lashley. And I kind of feel like maybe they need to do that because I, I think he's lost a lot of momentum. Unless they just unless he just drops the belt to Goldberg so that McIntyre can come in and win it off of Goldberg. And beat Goldberg again. No. Oh, yeah. my God. Ew. Yeah. I don't like it. I won't even watch this match. I will. I will skip this one. So I'm not even going to predict because I genuinely do not care. All right. Like this, say, is, this is a waste of 20 minutes is what it is, this match. I'll pick Goldberg, and I bet you it's over, and I, I think it's going to be a quick Goldberg match. Spam the spear and then jackhammer? Yep. So dumb. <clears throat> he takes it off, takes the belt off Lashley and hands it off to McIntyre in, the next, in their next match. Yeah, because right. McIntyre can't challenge as long as Lashley holds it, right? That was the stipulation right. when he lost. Yep. Well, he, but he's in a program with Jinder Mahal. Like, yeah. <laughs> talk about a. Uh, there's got to be someone else. They got to put it on someone other than McIntyre. They can't go right back to him. What do you think about giving a putting it on Jinder Mahal and then uh, reigniting that uh, feud between McIntyre and Jinder? I mean, that's one way to do it, but I just, if they go right back to McIntyre, like they've done nothing to build anybody else up, especially if Lashley loses to Goldberg. It'll be interesting. We'll see. Who else is even at the top of the card on Raw? Unless, oh, what if Big E cashes in against Goldberg and Lashley? That would be sweet. Biggie now take, okay now, now i'm interested now i'm interested <laughs> and then you have biggie versus lashley which i would watch because biggie's amazing mm-hmm. and i want to see him throw bobby lashley around like a small rag doll yeah that'd be a good match that'd be a fun match. then the other yeah the other option is, is does he cash in in the cena because he's been teasing paul Heyman showing up in his promos with the case yeah but that could be misdirection too Oh, absolutely. But man, if he mm-hmm. if, if he cashes in in the Goldberg Lashley match, I will be so happy. He cashes in on Goldberg. Or Lashley, even. I think the story would be he 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 pins Goldberg for it, right? And then him and Lashley yeah. have the feud. And that's Goldberg's whole purpose. Yep. And but, he gets to brag that he took out Goldberg. But here here's here's something. So I forget. Um E is on SmackDown right now, right? Yep. And then the new. So if he, ta- if he takes, if he takes the the heavyweight champ or the he goes, uh, Raw. He goes back to Raw, which reunites reunites him with the New Day. Yes. Yeah. Which we yep. all want because right. they're magic. Yeah. I also heard a rumor, by the way, um, about them that one of the initial names for their group, the New Day, was Fresh Coat of Paint. Which, thank you, <laughs> Jesus, did not happen. <laughs> that would have been terrible 
That was a loser right out of Fresh the Fresh coat of paint. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how? How did that even? Uh, and now it's a rumor, so it could be totally wrong, right? But mm. my goodness, how bad would that have been? They would have been dead yeah. on arrival, just like uh, Mustafa Ali's. Uh, <clears throat> Retribution. Yes. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I yeah, like that was, Ali. That was liked, cool for about two seconds. I just. So as as amazing as Kofi Mania was, right? Imagine where Ali would been would be now if he hadn't have gotten hurt, because mm-hmm. that was his storyline, and they gave yeah. it to Kofi. And I'm super happy that Kofi got it because Kofi's awesome. But mm-hmm. like Ali is so underutilized, and he actually yeah. made Retribution watchable, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. He did everything he could to make it good. Then him and Ricochet had to run like six or seven matches on main event that were just bonkers. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, now he's he's talented. Well, and he's good on the mic. He's believable. Like he's incredibly talented. And now he's working with Mansoor, which is quite like the odd couple pairing, and they're doing everything mm-hmm. they can to make it work. And I just yeah. like man, he's working so hard. And even when he was hurt, the stuff he was doing on on Twitter is like this guy is putting in all the work, and he's little, mm-hmm. so yeah. But he's jacked, and he can fly around. He just happens to be like five foot eleven and like one hundred and ninety pounds. It's not his fault. Yeah. Dude's got talent. Anyways, sorry. We got to move on here. Um, we could we could talk about this stuff all day. Uh, the Raw Women's Championship, possibly one of the worst characters I've seen. Nikki Ash. Uh, Ash, come on. Ash, sorry. Nikki Ash uh, versus Rhea Ripley, which I'm gonna tell you, I don't. I just can't. I have difficulty believing her. I get just the she's characters. Not, she's not a great promo, but the character stopped working when she came, when she got called up. Shocking. An NXT character yeah. that doesn't work on the main roster. Cause yeah. they don't know. They don't know what to do with them. They don't know how to work right. them. She was awesome in NXT. I, I, right. I think she's really talented. Um, very, very good wrestler. Her promos are not great. You can tell she's trying too hard. They're trying to brand her. And I, and I think that's a mistake. That's something that you don't see in NXT a whole lot, uh, where they kind they let them loose to do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where once they get called up to the main roster, all of a sudden now they're way more scripted. They're trying to put a brand on them, like the nightmare mm-hmm. that just never is fit for her. I'm I'm sorry, but that just does I don't buy that. I want to see a match between her and the nightmare, Cody Rhodes. That's what I want to see. The two nightmares. <laughs> and then Bray Wyatt just shows up and crushes Nightmare both versus of them. Nightmare. That's the other thing. If they freaking put the universe or the WWE championship on Goldberg after they got rid of Bray Wyatt, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, I'm already mad they let him go. Stupid. So mm-hmm. dumb. They stole his character, gave it to Alexa Bliss. They're going to make buku bucks off of her and Lily and then kicked him to the curb. It was like... Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so this match, I, I agree that Nikki, almost a superhero, uh, is rough. But it's a. It's but a, I love that she's going full send with it. Like if oh, she if she's so she's selling it. Yeah, she, she's she. But she's always been like when she was crazy, Nikki Cross and Sanity. Like she was full send psychotic the whole time, screaming mm-hmm. and like just like she does everything super well. She's a great wrestler. She's a great promo, even in this somewhat ridiculous outfit. But. So what if she what if she loses the title and becomes uh Nikki ASV almost super villain 
<laughs> would that make it better? Uh, yes. Like, I, th- it would, I think it would. Like, yeah. it, like somehow she, they, they turn the whole character to be a villain. Um, cause she, cause she feels slighted. It's a bit of a heel turn for her kind of, kind of a heel turn. <laughs> almost a heel turn. <laughs> it almost, yeah, almost a heel turn. Um, I think that could be interesting. And let the Charlotte flares, let's say she takes the belt or she does. Yeah. I, I don't think that that's outside the realm of possibility in this match for sure. Um, I think they're, I just feel like they're going to bury, bury Rhea again, bury Rhea again. Nikki's going to lose the belt. She's going to be upset. She's going to, you know, I think that that, that could be an interesting storyline and an interesting aftermath of something like this. So she feels cheated in some way. Maybe Charlotte doesn't win clean, you know, be interesting. Mm-hmm. uh smackdown women's champion uh bianca belair and sasha banks too bianca yeah um i kind of feel like this could go either way but I, I yeah think and I totally there's no reason to take the belt off of her yet unless they're um, gonna go for bianca and sasha three yeah but and what's coming what are the pay-per-views coming up we've got um, Hell in a Cell in the fall. Um, I'm not sure what's coming up next. Elimin- and have they done elimination? Have they done elim- elimination chamber yet? I think elimination chamber is usually an October event, isn't it? Hell, Hell in a Cell or elimination chamber? I think Hell in a Cell is in October. Yeah, and then Survivor Series is November, and then elimination chamber is either September, or December, possibly. I think it's December or January. Does no, that January kick- is Royal Rumble? Royal Rumble, right? Because that kicks off. Is that usually in the road to WrestleMania, though? I thought it was. So maybe yeah. they've already done it and I just forgot about it. I think they've moved it a couple of times. I think they've bounced yeah. it around a little bit. But yeah, I think an Elimination Chamber could possibly be in the road to WrestleMania. So that wouldn't put that would put it in like February, maybe. Because yeah. Fastlane would be in March. And then Money in the Bank. It's just, yeah. yeah. So, so Hell in a Cell for sure. Survivor Series in November. I don't know what the September mm-hmm. one's going to be. TLC is usually December. Okay. So I don't remember what. I had a champions. That is, oh, I, was in December. I don't know. They moved some of them yeah, around. We'll figure it out. Um, I was just trying to think what the, based on the upcoming pay-per-views, what a third rubber match like in a hell in a cell, but they're not going to wait that long. I don't think two months. To do it. They could just depends on how they play it, but. I mean, it's clear that they want to make Bianca a star and that they have. Yeah. No, I think Bianca holds on to it. Uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of the uh, the title changes that would make the greatest impact. Um, or the reasons for the title changes. Because you know you're only going to get one or two title changes in the in the event unless they decide to do a bunch of title changes, which they've done, I think, once in the last you know five years or so. But all right, AJ AJ Styles and almost versus Randy Orton and Riddle. How much would it be? How fun would it be to see Randy and Riddle take? Oh, they take have the to put the belts on. They have to, right? Yeah. After all that they've gone through, uh-huh. either that or this is this match. Randy turns on Riddle, and that starts a feud between the two of them. Mm-hmm. That's the only other thing I can think of. But I think 
it would be too much fun to watch watch them as champs. Mm-hmm. Somehow they figure out a way. So here, here, so I have a real beef with with the big guy. You know the whole concept of the big, like you know, invincible character in the WWE. Mm-hmm. So one thing that they always talk about when it comes to um, fighting the big guy is you you work their legs. You know, if you can take their legs out from under them, you take their power away from them. Why nobody does this, <laughs> and it and it frustrates me every match. <laughs> oh, we got to almost as is fighting. I know it's not real, but it's 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 like such a glaring issue because if they if this was real, oh yeah, you just you just like attack the guy's knees, and then suddenly you've you've. Yeah, you know he'd already have to have braces on both legs just to walk if this was real fighting, because mm-hmm. everyone would just destroy his legs. Yeah, so, but they um, it's CBS, like when people forget how to climb a ladder in a ladder match just to give someone time to come knock yeah. them off. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> you could have been up there thirty <laughs> seconds ago, dude. And like Dolph Ziggler's yeah. the worst. She's like, oh, I can't get up the ladder. <laughs> I like, forgot well, how to. Where climb. did the rungs go? I can't find them with my feet. It looks like a fish out of water. And it's like, dude, you were selling this way too much anyways yeah it's this is the part where you have to get back to the like uh suspension of disbelief right like make me forget this is fake right and oftentimes they cannot do that oh it's terrible so yeah i want rk bro to win super bad i usually hate mashed up tag team names you know like the rated rko and yeah oh it's the worst like but matt riddle sells it because he's such a doofus mm-hmm. his character is is uh like 20% annoying and 80% hilarious. <laughs> At least in my opinion. Randy. <laughs> and like just imagine oh, them holding bro. the belts and Riddle losing his mind and Orton just no selling it. Like yeah. like he's jumping all over Randy and he's just standing there just like, "Oh my god, kill me now." <laughs> It'd funny. be so good. It'd be so good. This is the perfect odd couple. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I just love it. It's great. Uh, and I love Randy Orton. I think he is super good mm-hmm. he's like he is an a-hole and he doesn't care mm-hmm. and i love him for it like he just he plays his character so well and the crazy thing is is like i he plays the character that doesn't like there's been interviews with him about you know not like real interviews but you know wwe in character mm-hmm. interviews about uh the the new guys the indies you know and he and he it's like oh it's stupid you know these guys are dumb you know and you know whatever and and he and he's got that but then you get riddle and he like takes interest in riddle you know he's like he like kind of acquiesces to riddles like Mm -hmm. craziness and and the whole like zip the mouth and throw away the key thing was hilarious (laughs) you know and uh and you know he you know it's funny because he could have just like kicked the crap out of riddle and walked away but mm-hmm. there's something randy's there's something going on with randy that he likes this kid and well, has and respect for him i don't know if you remember a while back randy had a match or two with mustafa ali mm-hmm. that were incredible like mustafa came up with the the most ingenious escape for the rko i've ever seen he went down for the rko and he wound up in a handstand Mm-hmm. to get out of it 
And then at the end of the match, Randy wins. And you can literally, you see him whisper something to Mustafa and he slaps him on the leg a couple times. Like, good match, buddy. Like, well done. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, he just got approval from Randy Orton in ring on television. Yeah. Ah! You know, it was like, yeah. he, he just made this kid's career. And then he had retribution. I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Randy, it, he's, he is a very intriguing character. Cause like you get those bits of like, oh, he is a human. He's mm-hmm. not totally a sociopath, but then when he wants to be, you know, but yeah, well, he has those what, like little moments of like, oh, he's a te- there's a teddy bear hiding in there somewhere. Well, it's like, it's those, it's those times when you see them break kayfabe a little. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I really believed for a long time that Randy was just a jerk, like always a jerk. Well, I think in he was personal he was life like- and everything, but you see so much of him, like, you know, being that that teacher that Mm -hmm. that guy that's bringing these these new guys up and you know he's really taken on that role now and and i think um he's embraced that role where i don't i think that's changed him a lot yeah and i you're like all of the stories about him when he was younger are that he was Mm -hmm. a train wreck yeah um you know destroyed his first marriage alcohol problems just total just running his life off the rails but now mm-hmm. remarried new family you know older uh seemingly well put together you know yeah. so yeah it's really cool to see all right the it's usos and ray and dominic mm. i'm going usos i think this ends the i think this is where the mysterio start the feud that we've all been wanting mm-hmm and I think it's Dominic that I know they just they just released a new shirt last night. Yeah, they're gonna sell the crap out of it at SummerSlam and then, mm-hmm. and then maybe gonna... maybe the initial breakup doesn't happen tonight, but the seeds it like yeah. it it start you you start to see the and then over time the next couple of weeks or whatever. Because they're they're all they're already selling the dad is trying to teach him he's not listening mm-hmm. you know he's really he wants to jump in and do everything and Dominic and, cheated yeah. to help Ray you know just yeah. so like there's you can see and he's really cocky Dominic being the young guy you know yeah they're already trying are already selling it so it's just a matter so I of think time. tonight accelerates that when the Usos okay. win that's I'll my buy it. or how how would it how interesting would it be though if the Mysterio if they sold sowed those seeds of uh division and they still won. So they had to fight together mm. as champions even though there was serious friction. I don't know. It'd be it could be interesting. But they've already had the belts, so in our conversation, we're taking the belt off Roman, or the possibility of taking the belt off Roman. Do you take the belt off the Usos? And what does that do to that story? Yeah. Um, but I still, I still think Reigns. Uh, see, this is why wrestling is good. Yeah, I because I think I think the Usos keep the belts, and and maybe it's it's something. You know what? I bet you it's something where Dominic gets cocky. He, uh, you know, it's not a clean clean win mm-hmm. for the Usos, but it's something that D- Dominic ends up being to blame for, mm-hmm. and and that start that starts to cause issues with him and uh ray and uh it just it just ends up being a mess at the end you know the finish is a mess 
I wonder though if it's Ray's fault that they lose and Dominic uses that as the, I don't need you anymore. You're old, you're washed up. I can do this on my own. And like that sort of thing. Like there's again, with the reigns and Cena, because of the storylines here, there's, this could go a number of ways. I really think it's more likely be the way they're setting this up that um, Ray becomes overbearing and Dominic. Yeah, he already is, but yeah. But I mean, you know, you reach the point where, where Dominic finally says, you know, enough is enough. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not putting up with this anymore. Yeah, I'm not a little boy anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Great mid card match. I'm looking forward to this match. Seamus and uh, Damian priest. I'm interested to see what's going to happen here. I can't I think Seamus still has the U S title, right? Yep. It's a, it's a championship match. Mm-hmm. Mm, well, it's a lot of meat in this match. These two are big fellas. I th- I think uh, you know this I mean, is gonna. I think this could be a night where we see a lot of titles change hands. Yeah, I think they put it on Priest. I, uh, to be fair, mm-hmm. I haven't been watching a ton of Raw, and I know that Priest has had issues with Miz and Morrison stemming mm-hmm. from the WrestleMania thing, and Miz miraculously getting out of his wheelchair and running away. That that was pretty funny. Um, also the fact that Johnny Drip Drip is the moist sea superstar is just I love I love John Morrison so much. Uh, this, he is a complete buffoon, and I love everything about it. Yeah, the fact that he has drip spray painted on his stupid like <laughs> hair. Oh, it's 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 so good. He's amazing. He deserves a championship, but because mm-hmm. he's in in the ring, he's incredible too. Like he does stuff that nobody else does. Um, what, but, do you, what do you think about the two of them uh, feuding? Oh, I thought uh, that's where Ms. I thought Morrison. that's where I thought that was going. Yeah, the whole moist TV, and then him, you know, like I was like, this is the chance for him to destroy the Miz in a match. Yeah, so we'll I see. Think it'd happens. be a good match too. It'd be oh yeah, match. yeah. Well, because Miz is a pro, right? Like, I get why people don't like him, but like, there's a reason he's still around, and it's not just because he's good on the mic. Like, he can work a good match. Oh, Miz, he's is, never, Miz is great. He's yeah. never going to be the... He's, just, he's safe. He's, he, yeah, he's, he's never going to be himself the match of the, the card, the match of the year, but he delivers solidly every single time, and he makes mm-hmm. the other person look incredible every chance he gets. Yeah. No, he's so. a good worker. Um, Edge versus Seth Rollins. Oh, I'm so excited for this match. Yeah. I just I pray to God that Edge doesn't get hurt. Yeah, they've been I mean, every time this. he fights, I I'm worried about him getting mm-hmm. hurt. But because well, you know they he's going to go right, and he's going to go full yeah. send. Like he doesn't care, uh, you know. But no, this is going to be. It better be an amazing. Like they've built this thing, and built it, yeah. and built it, and built it. It's Edge wins. I hope. I hope they get like. I hope they get like twenty or thirty minutes for this one. I doubt mm-hmm. they will, but. Edge wins this one. I mean, he kind of has to, right? I I just don't know how they how they make how Seth Rollins wins this, and and it doesn't make Edge look terrible, unless it's something to build Seth. Well, or if but, he wins dirty, right? Yeah, that's possible too. But it just it depends on what their long term plans are for Edge, right? Like mm-hmm. if he wins clean over Rollins, and Rollins is over here talking about how he's next in line for the Universal Title. 
are we going to have Edge and Reigns again? Edge and Cena? Like, like mm-hmm. Edge and Cena. Edge and, Edge and E? I mean, oh, yeah. God, that'd be such a good match, too. Mm-hmm. And just him, Big E calling Edge Little E just to piss him off. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be hilarious. I'd love uh, Yeah, I guess it, Seth can certainly absorb the loss. Because mm-hmm. he's, I mean, he's a megalomaniac, so he'll just make excuses and it fits his character perfectly. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I'll go with Edge. Why not? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I think Edge will take it. Man, I, I just hadn't considered how many, uh, all the possibilities for these matches until. Mm-hmm. Drew and Jinder? <laughs> I don't care. Drew has to win, right? I think Drew wins. I, Unless, I, I mean, so th- th- there's what? Two options, right? Drew wins, the feud is over. Gender's goons interfere, and the feud continues. But why does it need to continue? Yeah. They, nothing else they take to... the sword. They do something stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're building up this out. whole sword thing. I don't know. All it's... right. You know what? I'm taking gender. I'm taking gender. Why not? Let's have some fun. Okay. I'll take Drew. You take gender. We got to disagree here a few times. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie. <laughs> this is on the card. I had no idea. <laughs> oh my gosh! First off, does Eva even wrestle? Because has she even really wrestled yet? Uh, she's been in, in a couple tag of matches. tag matches, but yeah. I don't. She hasn't been in a singles match yet. And the uh, the poorly named Dewdrop. Does she? Oh, what is that? Throw her? I don't know. This is it's dumb. But did she? You know. I I'm always intrigued and I and I felt the same way with Bray Wyatt, you know, with the Fiend character and with with Alexa's character. I think they've even played off the supernatural stuff a little bit more, but I'm always kind of curious to see if they're going to be really creative with it. I usually get let down. Well, but... it was way easier to pull off when they were in the Thunderdome because yeah. they could record bits ahead of time, you know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't do that with a live crowd. Right. So they're they're limited there. But yeah, what if she like possesses Dewdrop and Dewdrop just destroys Eva Marie? <laughs> that would be pretty, pretty fun. But I mean, she already wants to destroy Eva Marie, so it wouldn't take much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, that's all I've got for the card here. So we take so Alexa on that. Um, I think I'm, I'm going to take Alexa. I'm going to take Eva Marie by DQ. Okay. I think Dewdrop's going to get involved. Can, Alexa. I'm just going to say that I I have loved Alexa Bliss and just about everything she's ever done. She's incredible. She is so good. Mm-hmm. And so much fun. Like to this, think that she started out as Buddy Murphy and uh, <laughs> what's his name? Leslie Blake's sidekick in their tag team. Right. Golly. She she's is so talented. Mm-hmm. Like she's not she's not like the most proficient wrestler in the world, but she sells everything. It's she's just, pretty. I mean, it, I think the hardest thing for her is she's just so little. Mm-hmm. So like, even when she's going full send, it just like, oh, that's adorable because she's like five foot one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I, I mean, she's. But she's got she's, the John. She's got the John Cena thing. She's got like five six um, moves that she does, and like doesn't. She's not super perfect. You know, she's not. She doesn't have a huge, you know, move set, mm-hmm. but what she does is effective and she tells a great story and it's, it's good. 
Yeah. So, and she's another one I think that'll do just about anything. Yeah. You know, to to sell it. So, I bet she's in the Hall of Fame by the time things are all said and done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. SummerSlam should be fun. All right. So, what's delighting you today, Cam? College football starts soon. So the thought of college football starting soon delights me. And then mm-hmm. when it does start, it will delight me even more. I just, I didn't realize that we were like, you know, this far into August. Mm-hmm. European soccer is back. College football is starting. Formula One's going to be back after the summer break. Like it's just, you know, it makes me happy. Packers played last Saturday. That was fun. Season. Blech. Got some got some good talent. I'm uh cautiously optimistic that the Lions might win like five games this year. Hmm. That'll be I would know. say that's awfully optimistic. But I am I'm I'm debating whether or not I'm gonna try and get tickets to the Michigan Ohio State game this year. Because I've never been to that game the game Mm -hmm. and i just don't know if i want to spend that much money to watch my team get obliterated at home (laughs) but we'll see we'll see i have depends on how the year goes i'm super super tempted and i've been considering because my wife would be on board for for this but i'm not sure if we should just time wise next week but uh next oh wait two weeks two two weeks from today uh september 4th the Brewers are having their Star Wars night. <laughs> night. And the Star Wars package comes with uh, uh, Lorenzo Cain. It's one of their stars, left left fielder. You know, they, they have a bobblehead of him dressed up like a Jedi. That's part of the package. And, you know, it's, I'm like, and it's 27 bucks a person for the terrace seats that I found. I thought it'd be a fun night for the wife and I to go out and how long and does it take, take a, to get to Milwaukee though? About two hours. Uh, so it'd be late not, night. Not terrible. It would be a late night and, and, uh, and we'd have to get up for church the next morning, but, um, our church service is being pushed back an hour starting that week. So that would, uh, give me it's a, almost as if God wants you to go. Man. I know, <laughs> you know, you might be right. <laughs> oh, hadn't thought of that, but all right. So college football's back. Appreciate that. Very excited. So I have a couple of things that are delighting me right now. And it's probably there's a lot of stuff that that delights me, but there's a couple of things that I wanted to share on the on the podcast. The first thing I showed you before we went on the air. I have wanted to learn how to do the Rubik's Cube. And you you talked about your five by five cube and how much fun you were having with that cube. So it, I, I'm a sucker for advertising on Instagram, which (laughs) if I wasn't on Instagram, established, yes, if I wasn't on Instagram, I probably would have money. Um, but, uh, I ran across this, uh, product it's called the go cube. And by the way, this thing is really nice. Like the, the action on it, like my wife has a, well, it's got the rounded corners too, which speeds things up. but. but my wife has a regular Rubik's cube and it's like kind of sticky and 
doesn't work super i mean it works but you know you gotta but, take it apart sand down the edges and put some petroleum jelly in there and you're good to mm, go um but at any rate this thing is amazing <laughs> and so what makes this so cool is that this isn't just a rubik's cube uh it's actually a app connected rubik's cube so you can kick up the GoCube app on your phone and connect this to that. And it works on the iPad as well. And it shows you the device. It shows you your Rubik's Cube right on the screen. So there are several different things that you can do. And let me pull up the app so I can go through them here real quick. But uh, you do have to calibrate it with, with the app because um, it, doesn't, it doesn't always know exactly what direction it's facing. So... You've got to hold, you know, the the white side or white side up with the green side facing you, and then it calibrates the uh, it calibrates the cube uh, to your how you're you're holding it. But uh, but it actually shows you the cube, and it just it just was flashing because it connected. And the it's kind of hard to see; it's kind of blowing out. But uh, but the app has a few different uh, settings. There's the quick timer. So you can time yourself uh, um, solving the cube. There's a solver that helps you out. Um, what I typically do is I go into what's called the academy. And there's a there's like a track to learn how to, like different algorithms that you need to learn to solve the cube. And I've gone through it a few different times to learn. But the one thing that I really like about it is that there's a practice um, setting on here that allows you to go through and practice the different algorithms. And if you mess it up, you can tap undo. And it such takes you through all the moves that you need, need to get it back to where you were when you, when you started the last step. Oh, that's pretty cool. So now you, now you're, you're back at the next step. So now you can try it again. And, uh, and it's just, it's a it's a real, really cool how that works. You can uh, battle online with people. Um, <laughs> Uh, so you can mess it all up and then uh, race them to solve it. Um, there, like, there's the timer modes, different things like that that just um, make it that much more fun to do. And it comes with this cool little charging dock that's plugged in right now, so I can't really, I can disconnect the charger. So I can show this, but and it flashes. Uh, there's a light inside of it, so it flashes when it's charging. Let's see but it comes with this little uh this little dock that it sets in so when it's charging it sits on the desk and it just like pulses uh white um light so it's pretty cool like i said i don't don't have it plugged in in the back but it's pretty neat i like it so the other thing um i started uh i've been playing on uh, apple arcade recently and i rediscovered uh, super Stickman golf three and that led me to try and find a cool um golf game that i could play because i used to used to love hot shots golf you ever you ever play that so it's a cool little cartoony kind of golf game that um you could uh you could you'd play different courses and you know you could unlock new things and stuff like that well i decided i was going to try something a little different i have a nintendo switch and they just recently came out with Mario Golf Super Rush. Oh man, Mario Golf was legit back in the day. So, um, 
I've been playing this and from the reviews that I've read, it's kind of so-so against some of the older, older versions of the game. Um, but I just beat the adventure mode this morning. So I was, I was pretty jazzed about that. Uh, but you can compete with people online. You can play through just regular, uh, regular, you know, stroke play, just regular golf. Uh, they also have a speed golf um option in there so what changes there is rather than you know you you hit your ball and then you're then you show up at where your ball landed and you know just what's typical for these games speed golf plays a little bit different where you you hit the ball and then you've got to run to the ball um and you're and you're racing against the other players so then now it's a more likely a timed kind of thing or um uh, what generally you run into in the game is uh, is that each um, each stroke that you play adds thirty seconds to your time. So not only does your the time oh, that you okay. that it takes you to get through it mm-hmm. uh, matter, but you also add thirty seconds per stroke. So you know if you you know if it's a par four and you make par, so you're you know you had four strokes, that's two minutes that's added to your time. So, and you might play but around, but that. doesn't that incentivize you to take lots of shots? I mean, no, it doesn't take the time off. It adds time to it and you, right. And, so if I take 10 strokes and I get three, no, you're no, this, it's a bad thing to have too much time. So you, what you're trying to do is you're trying to do it in the least amount of time. Oh, I, I was thinking this was like a time mm-hmm. trial. It's like every stroke, it added more time that you had to play further into the course. No, no. The uh, what generally they do in the adventure mode is they give you say like thirty minutes to play the course, and so every stroke adds thirty seconds. So you got to keep your stroke count down, but you also got to run between your between each stroke to try and eliminate as much time there too. So it it adds this kind of I got to do it fast, but I got to do it accurately kind of um, mm-hmm. thing too. So. So you do have to kind of think through how you're playing the course, but then you also have to uh, have to do it quickly. So interesting. And and there's one other mode called battle golf that takes place in an arena, and you have to be the first person to sink three holes. So um, so there's enough holes for all four players, and you basically you have to go through and you have to sink three holes uh, before anyone else does. And it can get, it can get kind of fun because you can like knock people over. It's a little bit, uh, can you hit them with your clubs? I don't think you can hit them with your clubs, but you, there's little power ups that you can use to like run into people and knock them off their feet and stuff like that. But it's, it's kind of the, uh, kind of the, oh shoot, Mario Kart of golf in a sense. So, so yeah couple of fun uh fun little things to play if you guys are into rubik's cubes or if you enjoy golf video golf games now i do have to mention i do not play golf otherwise because i think i would be terrible at it and i don't have the time or the money to do it but uh playing uh golf on my switch is fun (laughs) cool all right. Well, our first really heavy wrestling show. <laughs> so hopefully we won't lose all our listeners. But uh but it was good. Had fun. 
I'm a slam. Yeah. It's gonna be. I was trying to figure out ways to do this show today. Um, because if we were recording on the day of the sh- of the uh, of SummerSlam, like we would record all our predictions, and then like the next day record all of our all the uh, results, and then and then release that as a podcast. But this podcast has gone on long enough, so. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even talk about Takeover tomorrow night. No, we didn't. And uh, be quite honest with you, like I'm I'm not going to be watching the Takeover event tomorrow night. I might try to watch it on Monday morning. But I got to, my wife gets one of the nights on the weekend. So I can, I have to prioritize. Yeah, so, smart. Tomorrow night's date night. So if you want to check out more about us, uh, get uh, the back catalog. You can check out innerdialogue.show. There are uh, links there for all of your favorite uh, podcast players. And uh, you can, of course, uh, find us on Twitter. I'm at Mitch Craig. I'm at John Cena. That would be hilarious, but it's not true. He's at Cam Brennan. Whatever, you can't see me. Yep, he's at Cam Brennan everywhere, yeah, by the way. This is true. Um, he's pretty boring like that. So <laughs> predictable, maybe predictable. Is that is that a bad I'll thing? go with I'll go with consistent. Consistent. We'll, we'll do consistent. I, I like that. Um, but uh he's also at Cam Brennan on uh Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I am Radio Mitch on Instagram. So if you guys want to check that out. Have a good week, man. We'll see you next time.